Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is my kind of music, Alice. This is Tom Shattuck's kind of music. This is burn barrel type music. This is the Middlesex Concert Band. Alice and I have seen live before. Yes, at Mount Hood, and I've been to a few of their kids' concerts, uh, including one with an instrument petting zoo. Ooh. Check out a Middlesex Concert Band concert on Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. in Wakefield's state-of-the-art performing arts center in the Galvin Middle School. Normally, admission is $15 for adults, but this time it's free to everyone, thanks to a generous anonymous donation. I like free. Ooh, yes, now more than ever. The concert called Stories in Music is a presentation of music that's been used to tell some of our favorite stories. More details are at www.mcbconcertband.org. That's www.mcbconcertband.org. Org. Again, the concert is at the Galvin Middle School in Wakefield, Massachusetts on Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. Okay, okay, okay. It cannot be, it cannot be, it, it can't be. It can't be that in 2022 that we are honestly, honestly hearing a valid grievance from a community of employees who gets to spend their time playing video games. I actually told my son today as we were in that between, <laughs> between rock climbing and... Um, and um, Sally's play practice, I told my son that, believe it or not, these people get paid for a living to play video games, which is remarkable to me. I assume he asked where to sign up. Yeah, that. as a matter of fact, he absolutely did. And today we, I have to do some research just in case there are focus groups that allow him to do this. He was immediately intrigued. He's immediately on board to be part of this community. He wants to be part of it. He is all for it. Now, unbelievably, unbelievably, these people who work at uh, Raven Software, Activision, Blizzard, they uh, have just unionized. They won their landmark union election today. Uh, oh, no, actually, it's a couple of weeks ago. Um, 20, uh, 19 to 3. So why do they need to unionize? Once again, remember, these people are... They work in um, what's it called? Um, uh, product. Um, Their QA. quality insurance. Quality okay. insurance, yes. For video games, right? So they play through the game mm-hmm. and make sure everything works like it's supposed to, and let the people know if something doesn't work. For a job, yes. They're paid to do this. My yes. son would pay to do this, but no, they are as you would might think. They are millennials and young millennials. 
And they are just like out of the book The Jungle. They are having to risk their lives day after day, toiling mm-hmm. for you and I. Yeah, so much of the leadership doesn't know what it's like to work on these games anymore. They don't understand the time and effort that it takes to go into because they've either never worked on games like that before or they just, you know, don't care. With these... The, the copy on the screen just said they're stepping out of the shadows with stories of their exploitation. This is the union put this right. together. So they obviously. did win their election today. This, oh, the okay. video okay. is a few weeks old because this is from when they were, you know, working to unionize and then they won the union election today. Yeah. So. Large companies, you know, you kind of just have to do what they say. Right. And we've learned over the years that they're going to do the legal minimum required instead of the ethical maximum. My role in the gaming industry is under quality assurance. Quality assurance testers are the folks who actually work with the game software day by day. Now this person <laughs> may be more interesting than the other people. <laughs> Maybe more interesting. Right, Alice, right. I believe that person is probably um, A non-binary. Of the transgender community? Sure. I just say non-binary because I think that covers it, doesn't it? Or does it not? No, non-binary is Ugh. specifically people who don't identify or who identify as both so genders. That person is so interesting this that they're a member. to be an assigned male at birth person who identifies as female, but you never know. You might just have to ask their just pronouns be, before you know. Might just be know. presenting, but then again, this is also a victim of um, the evil management to make sure that there's not issues or glitches. It's our job to find issues, report them so they can get fixed, and so that the game can go out looking and feeling as best as it possibly can. I started at... It's always just the elevation of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I make sure that you're getting a product that's been properly vetted. That's our (laughs) job. In other words, if we didn't do our all-important role, then who knows... This game could have gone out with glitches. Glitches, honey. Do you think that the... The game architects and technical... Uh, the people who write the code. Yeah. What do they think about these this set of people? At Activision as a QA tester, and my experience there was horrible. Activision Blizzard, one of the biggest gaming companies producing popular games like World of Warcraft and Call of Duty. I worked on Black Ops 3. I was night shift. I remember the lights would turn off after 9 p.m. And then we would get, like, yelled at for spilling creamer. We would work 14-hour shifts at one point. Oh, my goodness. The lights went off after 9. The lights... You would think that would make it easier to play the video game. And imagine that it's burned into her head that somebody got yelled at for spilling creamer. (laughs) Kayleen spilled creamer, and they took umbrage with that. I get the feeling it was more to the spilling creamer story as well. They yelled at us for spilling cream. Can you imagine that? <laughs> trying to get Black Ops 3 out. It was just... And in all, even the long day. Yeah, trying to get Black Ops 3 out. Yeah, it was all hands on deck. Everybody was working hard. Everybody was working through the night. It's what you do when you're part of a team. Right. In- Let me tell you another thing. The geek nerd, deep programming nerds who really do the hard work, 14 hours is nothing to them. They right. are... Chucking, uh, sucking down Diet Cokes and eating Mentos and not showering for weeks. And, you know, they're fine with it generally, from <laughs> my experience. Like, it felt like a dungeon. Especially when I was working. It felt like a dungeon. Except with vending machines and we were free to go. And they were paying us a lot to play video games. Other than that, it was a total dungeon experience. In VR games, as a QA tester, you would be in the headset anywhere from four to eight hours a day with essentially two small TV screens blaring into your eyes. You get it. The headset. You get it. We've seen it's a VR headset. worth noting that VR manufacturers actually suggest players only stick to like 30 to 60 minutes a day. I personally have long-term you know, eye vision damage from that experience. I'm shocked to hear that. I'm shocked. I know other people, too, who had... You know, it seems to me that if all this is true and they're also made to watch virtual reality all day for the virtual reality game, mm-hmm. um, that maybe the job wasn't worth it. Considering this, that man and person sacrificed his vision for us. 
For Call of Duty Black Ops, yes. honey. Chronic motion sickness for a long time, even after quitting their job. The treatment of QA across the board, across the game industry, is like a really huge ongoing problem. Wonder why. Why would that be? I've never seen a, more, a group of more self-important itch bays in my life. My goodness. I think that a lot of companies bank on, you know, you get your dream job. You're Do you realize that the guys who are putting this together, this production together, and said, should we really use this music <laughs> for these pussies? I mean, it's really sell, trying to sell it. In video games, so they pay you low wages. Um, they tell you... They pay you low wages because you play video games for a living. Yes, they take advantage of the fact that everybody would like to play video games for a living and pay the minimum wage required to get people to come and play video games, which is not a high wage because, believe it or not, get this, a lot of people play video games all day for free. That's exactly right. And those <laughs> They're people called teenagers. Play, yes, those people we don't yell at for spilling the creamer, okay? <laughs> that overtime isn't mandatory. They turn the lights off at 9 p.m. <laughs> what just happened? This is just like a dungeon. Corey, but if you don't do the overtime, you're not called back. Right. Because you're not worth calling you back because you're a pain in the ass, okay? And there's 50 other people who would like to come play video games for money. It says quality assurance testers say starting pay can be between 12 and $15 an hour. I don't know, as a hotel concierge, if I was making $15 an hour. But the lights were always on for us, at least. <laughs> With many of them forced but to work. nobody ever yelled uh, at you, temporary right? contract. You hear this? Paid $15 an hour. Oh, yeah, nobody yelled at us. Paid the, the general public would yell at us, <laughs> railing. They were forced. I mean, they were making $15 an hour. And the text says, with many of them forced to work as temporary contracted workers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry what? you can't oh, oh. support your family well, as a well, permanent on. career on, as a Alice. video game player. I have a question here. The same guy, guys who were putting this, this video together who said, who put all the drama, dramatic music mm -hmm. in there, do you think that they had to, like, hold in a laugh <laughs> when they said, with many of them forced to work as temporary contracted workers it's like modern day slavery i mean like it's a much the, worse much worse have the uyghurs in china heard about what's happening to they would video game they would testers. stop complaining immediately if they knew what was happening to the a, a, the quality control people at activision they yell at them about creamer over there let's just continue working in these unsafe mines we're lucky we have it this good with many of them forced to work as temporary contract workers we had been frustrated about pay for a long time. We had several testers who were on food stamps. Like, we had people who were qualifying for... We had several testers who were on food stamps. And that is Activision's problem how exactly. <laughs> so life has, uh, life has dealt you a certain deck of cards here, which brings you to this lowly place in your own existence. We feel it's our fault at Activision, the video game lobby. For Snap, it was, you know, frustrating to know that we were putting out this game that makes upwards of $5 million a day. <laughs> they were putting out the yeah. game. Honey. Who's we, exactly. <laughs> they were putting out the game that was making upwards of $5 million a day. And couldn't see any of that return. <laughs> you know what? How Since is that You're found? putting out the game. Why don't you put out your own Call of Duty Black Ops and sell Yes, it? they could do that. And then they could see all of the return. Yeah, all the 100%. Return all for you. Can you imagine that? We want to see some of that return. We've um, we've involved ourselves in zero of the risk, but we want to see all the return. We think that's absolutely fair. We didn't invent the games. We were not creative enough to think about how to, to make the games go. We're not technical enough to make the games go. We don't have the chops. We're not, we don't have the managerial top chops. We're not out selling the game, making phone calls, cold calling, visiting people to try to sell the, sell the game. Designing we're not, marketing materials. Exactly. Yeah. We're not doing any of the important thing, but we really want to see a piece of the profits. We're the ones who have to play the game at the end. <laughs> and we're, we feel like you don't respect us, which, of course, rightfully, they don't. And uh, we feel... Like, we're not the most important people in the building, which obviously they're not. And in these places like, you know, Irvine, where Blizzard is, and Los Angeles, and really expensive cities, quality assurance testers need to have, like, three roommates to survive, and it's not even that. 
<laughs> it's an three ad- roommates, three roommates just to survive. My goodness. Can you imagine having to have roommate? We want our own places. <laughs> we want our own places. It's really unfair. You know, survivable. I would figure for a game that makes as much as Call of Duty does, especially Warzone, there would be a way to somehow allocate those funds both to enough is, workers. Is that what you would figure? <laughs> there should be. Well, now what's going to happen is some of your funds are going to be a- a- allocated towards the union dues. Dummies. Is <laughs> that you could keep all of your QA testers still working and maybe even pay them a little more. I think that these companies have kind of this weird labor practice where they have contractors, but they will promise them that they'll hire them to full time and then lay them off after six months so they don't have to give them benefits. And then they'll tell you, oh, come back next year and, you know, work again. So they almost have permanent temporary. Maybe you should talk to your lawmakers in California about stupid weird laws they make that incentivize companies to do dumb things like lay people off every six months so that they don't have to give them benefits well what's going to happen now is the layoffs are going to continue but it's going to be first in last out so the people that suck the most but have been around the longest they're going nowhere you four eyes this one (laughs) complaining right now about getting yelled at over creamer you're going sorry about you wanted it everything okay over there uh, it's just i'm getting the spinning wheel oh no <sighs> but anyway i mean i mean is there anything more to it no that's okay so you get the point anyway no so, well thank god they're unionized now but, but where is this like where did it start that somebody thinks <laughs> why do they think they're so special they really think they're being mistreated i think they really think that but it's, it's, it's you know what it is? it's it, it's got to be Direct result of parents telling them positive reinforcement, positive re- how important you are. And you're critical. Yeah, you're important. You're important and critical. And for them to be thinking, they obviously all have, most of them, I assume, went to college. And mm-hmm. I probably assume they have worthless degrees, but degrees that make them really good people. And they feel that they should be compensated for being really good people. So when they go in and play Call of Duty for four hours or 14 hours, uh, and sometimes they have to get the game out. They feel like you probably don't understand. I'm a special person and I'm being put out. My specialness should be enough so that I'm not put out. And you should keep the lights on for us and we should be able to spill creamer with impunity <laughs> around here. Because that's what this is. It comes from a place, this total place of this odd hubris that they have no right to have. Of course not. These are the suckiest people in the building. Right. You're the people nobody else in the building likes because you don't really do anything right and not to toot my own horn but when i had any number of all the sucky jobs i had i knew i had a sucky job and oftentimes i was not only working a sucky job but i was sucky at it (laughs) so at no point like when i got i got fired from the marriott one time for from for um uh just absenteeism whatever because i was not a good employee and I didn't care. I'd come rolling in when I came rolling in. I also heard you couldn't hack it at the Ritz. That's right. That's a different story. I couldn't hack it at the Ritz. Also, that one was not, I didn't get fired from. I no call, no show at the Ritz. They're still coming <laughs> Is after Is that me. the same? No, 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 no. That means I blew them off. I fired me at the Ritz <laughs> without telling them. And at the, But at the, the Marriott, they fired me directly. And and I remember when I got fired, because I, I was out with my friends, of course, partying until 2 in the morning. I had to be there at 6, probably got there at like 6.47. I got 183 million warnings. And I never said, like, I never used any excuse. I was a F up. It was very <laughs> obvious. And I didn't intend to stop effing up. But I was a nice guy about it. I remember when I got fired, they said, okay, sorry, Tom, you don't have to go to the front here. We're going to have to let you go and terminate you today. I said, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess, should I put this the, my uniform stuff somewhere? And she said, well, well, we do let you know that you do have a, you do have the opportunity here to speak to the general manager if you've been terminated, if you want to have a candid conversation with him about something uh, whatsoever. And, and I said, uh, what, do I, what am I going to talk to him about? <laughs> <laughs> you gave me 18 chances, and I effed up every single time. 
and you're letting me go, which is the right thing. So now I'm going to go and get my congratulatory send off at some bar down the street and go to the next job and suck there too. It's like, but I was there was no part of me that said, "My goodness, what I've done for this company." The cars would never get themselves out of the garage if I didn't run down and get them and bring themselves to the guests. The cars would never, the guests would never have been able to go see where they were on the Wear magazine map near the back if I, I didn't circle it for them. I am so important, my goodness. I can't believe it. I, you know, I came in yesterday smelling like a Jägermeister and you yelled at me for it. How dare you? Like, I don't understand how this ever, I took my lump and like, they would say like, you can keep the, uh, the name tag and I'd be like, thank you. See ya. <laughs> like, what is the probationary period? Can I come back into building after eight years? And they'd be like, yes. Like, okay. See you later. That's it. <laughs> I don't get this hubris of how important you are. You're important cog in the wheel. My goodness. What are they going to do without me? They're going to hire more idiots like after all these people. Except at least some of them, some of them, probably not from here, will be thrilled that they get to work some 14-hour days. Oh, that's fantastic. 14 hours at 15 bucks an hour beats what I was making from God knows what. That's great. Well, yeah. And, by the way... Like they say in the video, it's a lot of young people's dream job. You play right. video games as a job. Yes. Like, what do you possibly have yeah. to complain about? They made me play video games too hard. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I can't. If, if At that age, when, when I was 20 years old, other than, like, be the, the person who puts the Hawaiian Tropic on the girls in swimsuits at the club... <laughs> Video games would have been a, an awesome thing to do. Well, because what are you going to do when you get fired from playing video games for $15 an hour? What are you going to do when you go home? You're going to go home and play video games. For Uncompensated. Not- <laughs> exactly. So, like, it's really the best of all worlds. Like, you, you're leisure. They're paying you for leisure time. Like, sorry they yelled about the creamer, but, like... I mean, what do you yeah, want? Yeah, I'm sorry you're also not over it, you know? <laughs> sorry, every time you go by in the, the da- dairy aisle in the supermarket, like you're flashing back into the famous time you got ap- uh, reprimanded for the creamer. He yelled at me about the creamer. <sighs> Even but the fact, Alice, show- this reminds me of like the girl who, one of the girls who was complaining about Portnoy, who flew across the country to see him, to sleep mm-hmm. with him, and she slept with him within 35 minutes, and then she was angry that he was kind of cold to her yeah and and she actually told the reporter all this and expects that that makes her look good (laughs) i know it's like what why would they say this why would these people do this to their own reputations where are their parents saying no if you're gonna go (laughs) on a video you can't talk about the creamer or the lights or getting to work 14 hours you shouldn't do this i would already be embarrassed if my children played video games for a living Right, although it's looking like that's very possible <laughs> at this point. Well, they did no career training today, I'll tell you that. Um, but, you know, the, it's embarrassing enough to start with. But then, yeah, to be like, well, they yelled at us about cream. Do you know how much people get yelled at in jobs, like real jobs? Uh, I, I do know, yes, I can tell I you know, that. I know, too. I mean, sorry. So many Pardon? jobs you sorry? get yelled at i i mean any job obviously that requires any kind of dealing with customers front-facing you get yelled at all the time by insane people frankly for no reason at all and you just have to take it because that's how it goes but you know a lot of jobs have managers that are jerks and yell at you and like i can't believe you've gone this long through life without anybody saying anything mean to you that like the creamer incident lives large in your memory it's incredible that you've managed to make it this far in your life without anybody yelling at you. Yes. It, it, yes, it's it's remarkable. But maybe people don't yell at each other anymore. I, all these people have done to show me is that they're not good employees. And they're spending time with their little VR goggles on next to each other saying, can you believe that the manager Shauna yelled at us again? The company only recommends you wear yeah. this for like one hour a day maximum. Well, oh. that seems like an efficient way to run a right. company is to pay the VR goggle testers for one hour of work a day. Right. And I'm sure that they all have very interesting degrees. And they're like, I don't understand what it means. I'm pedigreed. We're underpaid. 
Oh, do you think any of them might be interested in college student loan forgiveness? <laughs> I would bet that a few of them are interested. Which brings us to this guy's um, this guy's uh, video. This this guy, David, uh, no, Justin Awad, is it? Uh, I actually this this thing. I played this guy's video on my show. It's Justin Awad mm-hmm. um, on my show today, just to kind of like feel a few minutes before I left, and it burned down the earth. It got lines going crazy. It's the guy doing. He just does a man on the street interview with a bunch of young, attractive people. Do you know when the U.S. was founded? No. Take a guess. Around when? Probably like, I don't know, like 1901? Yes. Very good. It is? It was close, around there, but I'll give it to you. Who fought in the Civil War? I don't know. Do you know how many continents there are? No. This guy's in a graduation cap and gown, (laughs) which I love. How many states make up the United States? How many states make... Dude! Okay, so she doesn't know. It goes on like this. It's horrifying. (laughs) This guy's very talented, this Justin Awad. Um, But the point is... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's not great. And I know that with Man in the Street stuff, you can make it do anything you want to it. There are all, you're always going to find people who don't know stuff. You're always going to find more. Yeah. But I don't know that you should be able to find even like a handful of people who don't know how many states are in the United States. Right. And that's a, that's impressive, actually. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how long he had to look to find those particular people, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of the people that he talked to... Actually, one girl knew there were 50 states in the United States, but when he asked her what the capital was, she said Harrisburg, and then she said, oh, of the United States, it has a capital? And right. she didn't know that. So, I mean, like... But the rest of them didn't even couldn't come up with like the number. No, they didn't one, know one how many was, were in a dozen. Right. <laughs> one guy was asked who fought in the Civil War, and he said Kennedy, as mm-hmm. in John. Right. Which was better than like Kennedy from Fox News, and he did fight in the war, but I don't think he was one of the parties fighting in the Civil War. Anyway, it, it is. You can't. You gotta have. You have to be able to fake it a little bit in life right. if you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. You have to, to be able to fake it. And if you don't have anything about the Civil War, if you think that it was something that happened with John F. Kennedy, but at the same time you marched for George Floyd, then you're missing a bunch of, bunch of stuff. And I'm sure that these people are all big Black Lives Matter people. Obviously, they're young. They're probably into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they all know that Trump is the worst racist that there ever has been. That we have Jim Crow voting laws because of Trump yep. and all this other thing. But it shows a particular cluelessness if you have no baseline knowledge of anything. <laughs> you really, the country wasn't really made to cater to the knowledgeless. Right. No, it's not. It can't function. You can't have really a functioning democracy where like people vote on what to do who have that level of knowledge. Now, hopefully some of them will stay home, which like I know that you're not allowed to say that, especially like as a Republican. It's really mean to say like uninformed people should just stay home. But like really, if you don't know what's going on, just stay home and like let other people decide because everybody's better off that way, including you. Right. Right. Like, there was the 1901 guess of when the country was started. There was also a 1472. 
for when the country was founded. Like, it was just, it was all over the place. And, you know, the fact that he even found five people with this level of lack of knowledge is disturbing at the highest level. A bunch of them didn't know who was president before Trump. Uh, right. No, a lot of none of them knew who Kamala Harris was. They knew she was a black woman, though. So props to them for that. So I am, um, you know, I've railed against. Well, there is a story out talking about there, there, a few things are giving me hope. One we talked about yesterday, which is Bill Maher in his fantastic monologue. Right. Another thing is, is his businesses in Cambridge now are complaining loudly about bike lanes. Bike lanes are killing their businesses, and they want it to stop. This is a very good thing, because these bike lanes almost usually, very often, are absurd and make no sense, and it's a certain wink-wink that you're this kind of city. We're a cosmopolitan kind of city. Look at these bike lanes that make no sense, and reserve parking for better, more noble cars than others, which is just kicking the crap out of businesses who are just trying to survive. And that businesses now are raising hell in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That is a good sign. I wonder if this, if we start making pretend about the trans activist stuff and a lot of this stuff, really the Black Lives Matter stuff and, and, and a lot of this nonsense, mm-hmm. I wonder if it will, re- it will result in people just saying, you know what, I... Did come? I, I did want to join the voice to say that I don't. I never believed in item one through four about all these progressive issues and pro- progressive constructs that you're talking about CRT, whatever. But now, if I'm being honest, I feel safe enough to say I don't believe in one through a hundred of your horse bleep. Is it possible that that's what happens? That not only does the ship right itself, but people can say, "Oh yeah, I never believed in the, the no, not doing it." I mean, maybe because they'd certainly sell the thing as a package deal, right? Right. It all comes together because that's like intersectionality is like climate justice because the changes to the climate affect people of color more, which also has to do with misogyny and transgender rights and, you know, indigenous people. There's all kinds of it all fits together. Right. So, you know, that's all their philosophy of the world is sold as you know, one philosophy, which really is silly because a lot of the things have competing priorities, right? Of course. You know, if if you're talking about like defunding the police and Black Lives Matter, but then you want, you know, for example, taxes on cigarettes that lead to people trying to sell one-off cigarettes in New York, then, you know, then you end up with a problem, right? If you want enforcement of crazy bike lanes but that hurts the like black owned businesses or whatever it is right like the, a lot of times their their priorities don't actually all mesh together but they'll tell you all the time that they do you know they'll tell you that like the baby formula shortage is because of capitalism and why we've never cared about people of color and that's why abortion supposedly affects gay mm-hmm. people more than women for some reason, you know, it's it's all the same thing to them. So maybe, yeah, maybe if you start to reject one of the things, it makes it okay to reject more of the things. I'm part of me hopes and wishes and believes that that is going to happen. Okay, another thing is, uh, I wanted to get to where we're hearing more of this um, in the World Economic Forum. Uh, Jack Posobiec, Posobiec, Poso, mm-hmm. whatever, right. Um, he's been rousted today. They were on him for something. They actually showed there's cops there who are World Economic Forum, Forum police. At one point, the Australian e-safety commissioner, Julie Inman Grant, during one of these breakout meetings full of, it's like, it's like a TED Talk times 10. It's so gross. These people are gross. I want the gift bag. There's no doubt about that. But these people are gross. She has this to say. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere. <laughs> And everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. 
Right. So from free speech, right, because there's polarization. Right. In other words, disagreement around issues. So we need to take your voice away and only have mine. So there's no more right. polarization. The right to be free from online violence. Is there, by the way, any such thing as online violence? Mm, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, because online isn't real. You can turn it off and walk away and go to your real life. Am I correct in this? Uh, yeah, well, I would think so. But everything is violence to one extent or another, I guess. That's, that's what I'm told. Except violence. That's not violence. Exactly. So, because that's, like, what's going on. There There was a bit of a debate on the internet about... Um, about whether or not you should be allowed to like shoot people that come in and burgle your house. Mm -hmm. And this guy was saying that it's like completely ridiculous to say that you would be afraid if someone were burgling your house because get this it's it, this person says this is uh Ben Grossberg really mystified by people who believe you should always believe your life is in danger during a robbery. The DOJ finds that in only 7% of burglaries does someone in a home experience violence. And 61% of offenders were unarmed when violence occurred while a resident was present. So, there you go. See, only 7% of the burglaries have violence and only 61% of those involve an armed burglar. So, you're very unlikely to have a problem. I don't know why you're so worried about it. Just let them burgle you, honey. <sighs> what else you got, Alice? Um, well, uh, Pence is open to running in 2024, he says. Of course he's running. Mike Pence, uh, along with everybody else. I think this is going to be interesting because in most years, you don't have like a huge primary on both sides. But I think this year, like in 2024, we really could have a very big primary on both sides. You think so? The Democrats will have a primary? I think so, yeah. I think so. I mean, do you realistically think Biden's going to run? Uh, yes. All the wrong things to do are going to happen. I don't know. I think uh, uh, either Biden may not run, but I think you're going to have a primary either way, especially if he remains this unpopular. I, I don't know. I mean, Eric Adams in New York is saying he's going to run or is people are saying he's looking like he's going to run. He's nuts. He's, and he's not doing great in New York. Well, Neither was, uh, what's his name? De Blasio. De Blasio. And he got pulled <laughs> he out. He's running for Congress too. now. Yeah, but he got washed out quickly because he's a dummy. But there was an open, there was there was an open seat. There was not a primary. I mean, nobody was, he wasn't primarying the incumbent. Right. But I think this is going to be a year when more people are going to go. I think Elizabeth Warren's going to run almost certainly. I think. Oh. I think that. I uh, got to meet the person who wants to vote to to work Air. with oh sorry about that that's our unionized gaming people um but you know i i do think that i i think people are going to run on the democrat side as well and i don't think that trump being in in 2024 will clear the field necessarily i bet you'll have at least one anti-trump republican and i bet you'll have like desantis in there pence in there a bunch of people possibly abbott like there there will be it's going to be a, a big year in 2024 i think um you know you never know but um i don't know we also didn't talk about monkeypox on this podcast i talked about on wtic but we didn't cover any monkeypox at all on this podcast okay go right ahead so uh monkeypox as you know is heading around there's like a few hundred cases i think now identified around the world and uh what they're not necessarily really saying very much i know that you were uh you know, confused when I first said this to you, but um, it's happening largely in the gay community, particularly gay men coming from some of these big events like prides and parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just struck. <coughs> sorry. I was just struck this weekend when I read a couple of threads that were like about how we should deal with the threat of monkeypox. And these exact same people who are are angry that we're like treating COVID like it's over and want everybody back to masking and restrictions and mandates and stuff. They're like taking this extremely nuanced, careful approach where you like can't tell people not to do stuff or have mandates all of a sudden now that it's about the gay community. Right. So here is Greg Gonzalez, who's an epidemiology guy um, and an AIDS activist too. He writes... 
The disease spreads by close physical contact. And this is the setting in which most cases have been found in this global set of outbreaks, most likely disseminated in large social events. The answer isn't to shut down all these po- uh, parties, to tell gay men to stop <laughs> having sex at them or dancing in close proximity to each other. It won't work. It hasn't worked for HIV or other kinds of infectious disease outbreaks among gay men. A friend has said, this is what we do. Don't panic. Don't stigmatize. Don't suddenly become sex negative. Educate men on what to watch out for. Ask people to stay home if they're sick or have some unusual lesions pop up. If we jump to cancel events and stop having sex, we lose any hope of an effective response later. Oh, well, that's good to know. I'm glad that telling people just not to do stuff that's important to them to do to stop a disease from spreading isn't an effective approach because that might have been nice to know like two years ago. I I mean, it might have been nice to know two weeks ago when this same guy was telling us that, you know, we were all being too cavalier about COVID, right? Um. Or even when they are giving advice, like, not to do stuff, it's, like, very nuanced, you know, weigh your risks, make your own decisions. Dr. Will Nutland, um, who's a doctor of public health, writes, Those of us privileged uh-huh. enough to be in the vortex of monkeypox info and discussions are inevitably getting messaged by friends wait, wait, asking, wait, hold on, hold on. Those of us, what? Privileged enough to be in the vortex of monkeypox info and discussions this week. Says Dr. Nutland. <laughs> okay. Um are inevitably getting messaged by friends asking, what would you do? This is a vastly shifting situation. We've got to go to the origin. Right? What we know today will be different tomorrow and next week. So we give some examples of things he's been asked. I have a ticket to a big gay club event this weekend. What would you do? I'd be cautious. I'd avoid making out with people. If there's a sex area, I'd do my what? best not to indulge. He's got a ticket. <laughs> Can we not indulge? He says, do your best not to indulge. Okay. You know, so go indulge. by the sex area, check it out. You know, if you really can't resist, go ahead, but do your best. Like Walk if- by it at least once. <laughs> right. Before and, you dive and in. And avoid making out with people. Like, don't make out with people unless you really need to. But, like, if you can't avoid it, then you can't avoid it, right? It. Like- He's making out with somebody. <laughs> I planned to go to a big sex party event tonight. What would you do? I'm not making this up. This is what the public health guy says he's getting asked by friends. So if you're planning to go to the big sex party event tonight, what would you do? I'd take a break this weekend. Until we know more about transmission, there will be other parties to go to again soon. I planned to hook up with a new partner from a dating app tomorrow. What would you do? By the way, monkey pox aside, is this (laughs) considered risky behavior at all? I would think it would be. No, no. I have a sex date tonight. That's it. If I was 22 years old and you told me that there was, I could get a ticket to a sex party <laughs> with co-eds or whatever, and I thought the chances of getting monkeypox was 93%, I would have said yes. <laughs> I have a sex date tonight. I'm considering going ahead but using condoms. What would you do? I'd take a break. Condoms might help to reduce monkeypox transmission during some sex. But- what a way to like. <laughs> what a, are we? Are we infantilizing these this gay community, or are we animalizing the gay community? What? Which one is it? Monkeypox can be transmitted by close contact, where the condoms won't cover. So you see, we don't know that much about transmission yet. Just take. You know what? Weigh your risks. If you can you know, manage to not indulge in the sex area of the gay club. Like, do that, but, you know, it's, if you can't avoid making out with some people, you can't avoid it. That's how it goes, right? I just... And like you said, you know, I had no idea that this was a gay thing, monkeypox. I, th- I thought it was just around... Because there's no way to tell, because today I, I had the same epidemiologist who was in talking about COVID. It, this guy, I'll tell you what I had today, as a matter of fact. Here's the Canadian... Um, Disease person telling people, the health minister person, telling people uh, what, what's going on. We're going to put the protective measures in place to cut the chain of transmission, but we do not have to panic at the time we're speaking. It is not something that is uh, uh, going to uh, uh, go to a, sustained, uh, to a community transmission that is going to be sustained. It's not something that you can acquire when you do your grocery store and, oh, or okay. in public then transportation. How do I acquire it? <laughs> but I didn't get that from her or Dr. Peter Hotez, who's a psychologist. You maybe take a little bit of a 
break from if you your look sex at the total parties. number of confirmed and suspected cases uh, outside of Africa right now, you're talking around 200, maybe half of them in uh, uh, in Spain and in Portugal. Uh, and, Anything uh, more? I need to know about where they are in Spain and Portugal. Of course, they were at big orgies, but well, yeah. tell me. Out of the nobody told Spain, me that. that Biden we- then didn't tell me this either. All Biden told mm-hmm. told me is, yeah, I think people should be careful. Oh, people? Me? Do, do you? Is it people who should be careful? Or is it specific people who are doing specific things who should be careful? You're not doing any favors to not let those people know that they don't need to be any more careful than anybody else. Right. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that this is some, like, illness that only impacts gay people because of, like, some... Because they're bad people or something. This is a a judgment-free observation that this is happening in the gay community. And it doesn't help the gay community not to tell them that, right? Like, so, and I know that part of what's going on here is they're trying to react against the stigma that HIV had, where, like, people perceived it as being a gay disease. But the truth is that HIV is a lot more prevalent in the gay community than it is amongst other people. Is that not correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And... And that by not being honest about that, you're not doing people any favors, right? And I mean, like, they still try and play this game where, like, you know, there's a bunch of people that advocate for it. They don't call it gay because it, it doesn't actually matter if you're gay. They say men who have sex with men should can't donate blood. Right. Right. So, um, and a bunch of people think that's, like, stigmatizing and mean and terrible. But the truth is, like, the prevalence of HIV in that community is higher than anywhere else. That's the issue, right? And... And it doesn't do anybody any favors to lie to them about what's going on about monkeypox, right? And, you know, like, let's all be in it together. Sure. Like, you and I can also uh, avoid orgies for the next few weeks while right. they figure out what's well, going on ticket, with the monkeypox. So I will not be. <laughs> well, can you just um, try, do your best not to indulge in the sex area? I can't if make you can. any promises. <laughs> no, there okay. is a sex area for a reason else. <laughs> okay. Well, do, do you have any other housekeeping or should we go? Um, or, I, wait, wait, if there's a chat chat, I can, I can play um, it. You can see if there are some chat chat messages. I didn't have a lot of other right. stuff. Raz, Bobcat, go away. What's going on, man? Do you like my movie, Hot to Try to Better in your DVD collection? Ah, man. Does this do anything? Do you know who Bobcat Goldwaith is? No. Okay. He was a late 80s, early 90s comedian. He was in Police Academy. He was the crazy one in Police Academy. He started off as a gang member, then became a cop. Uh, he also did Shakes the Clown, which I kind of liked. Um, and you don't know, yeah. And one thing that was weird about him is that when Kurt Cobain died, who was a generation younger than him, he really took it personally, like as if like he'd lost a, somebody who he'd uh, who was a spiritual leader of his. I always thought that was really weird. Other than that, I have nothing to say about Bobcat Goldwaif. But it's nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you. I guess you did some good work. Hi, this is Steve from Aramac. Hey, and I'm calling with a programming request. Oh. Can we please not have Beto Odile on the show? Oh, please. He's a nice guy. I voted for him in the past, but he is not going to win anything anywhere in this state. So have a heart and leave the Beto of Massachusetts off the schedule. Thank you. Oh, that is vicious and unfair. I'm called for. He's not Beto O'Rourke. Beto in the sense that Beto has lost some elections. Yeah, that Beto claimed he was going to win Texas and didn't. Did Beto win the primary? Yeah, he was supposed to run against Ted Cruz, right? Did he not win the Democratic nomination? No, no, I mean for for Texas governor. He's running for governor, isn't he? Yeah. Did he win the Democratic primary? Or is that tomorrow? I don't think it's yet. I don't know when it is. Yeah, and Beto also. That is unfair. Beto is, I mean, remember they had the whole thing where he was taking a road trip and... And his kid, what did he name his kids? He named his kids like Aristotle or something. He's, he's a know, total but, yeah. DB. Jeff Deal is a is a great guy. Um, and also, um, Beto was the one who decided in twenty twenty to answer every question in Spanish, which is really good thinking, Beto. Uh, Jeff Deal is a good guy. He's a good guy. I do like, I do like my personal version of Jeff's personality, which is not something that I think he's probably ready to um, tell it to broadcast to the world, but he's a just, he's a very funny guy and I do like that part of him, but uh, we'll see. That's a, that's a vote against having Jeff deal on Jeff deals allowed to call the chat chat line anytime, by the way, to talk mm-hmm. to us. Eight, six. Oh, what am I doing? Yeah. Here we go. You can call hey, Tom and Alice. Too. 
What? Jeff Deal could call WTIC too, but I don't know if he's he could. going to. He could. We go into uh, Western Mass. Hey, Tom and Alice. It's day one of the new job here. Um, I'm a working a night shift custodial, and uh, so far so good. Um, my uh, I worked a, uh, my last job. I worked for 15 years at Walmart. First mm-hmm. shift, 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oof. Uh, in the meat de- uh, department. All right. Bye. So here's my concern about this night shift custodial job, which seems like it could be a nice regimented job. My brother mm-hmm. used to do. I liked night shift. Yeah. Gives you a lot of time to listen to podcasts, I'll tell you Well, that. I hope that, that he's allowed to listen, listen to podcasts. So hopefully you're allowed to listen to podcasts. Let us know if you're not allowed to, because that would be that would be uh, terrible. But congratulations on the gig. And uh, you make the most of the uh, the entire day that you have after you wake up I've, it was always a tough transition for me to get back into it and uh and that is it that is it all right hold on let me find that music middlesex concert band alice concert band concert is on sunday june 5th just see so you now that this doesn't count as an ad i'm just letting you know all right let me know when you're ready for the music alice i'm ready for the music are you sure mm-hmm Okay, I'm going to play it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thank you so much for listening, as always, everybody. Uh, you can find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a list of all the places to listen to podcasts, and you can find us video versions on YouTube and Rumble as well. You can uh, check us out on Twitter at burnbarrelpod. You can find us at facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. If you want to leave those chat chat messages, that is also at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a button, or you can email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.